Welcome back. This is Adin Clouds with Giuseppe and Mike from Edition Deluxe on Luxembourg's Radio Ara 105.2, 102.9, 87.8 FM. Online at ara.lu slash live. We are on air every third Tuesday of the month from 8 to 10 p.m. We play records from our collections. So, you know, it's only what we love. This is show nine. We made some progress. Nine months that means. Coming up later, we have an interview with special guest, very special guest, Emma Jean Thackray. We sat down with her just before a concert uh, at No Muster on 28th of April. She was here touring for her album Yellow. We have played that album in our first episode back in September last year. In the meantime, we have great selection of tracks which we picked inspired by by the interview by what she told us and by her music so let's start
I am the black gold of the sun, by the new rotary connection, with the voice of the amazing Minnie Ripperton, produced in Chicago in 1971, an immortal soul track, followed by the track James Mincy Jr. from the album The American Negro by Adrian Young. This is a perfect day, the morning was meek. This perfect day am equally weak The sky looks gray The clouds look mean A darker day I've never seen No light We parted yesterday My manner was cold But now I find today This is Imogene Thackeray. You're listening to Head in the Clouds on Radio R. Mm-hmm. 
Dance Classics. That was Bobby Cole, A Perfect Day, and after that, Steve Reed, featuring the legendary Master Brotherhood with the track Nova. You might have been uh, dancing these tunes at Dingwalls in London, Camden, on a Sunday afternoon, if you were lucky, during the, the tens. I mean the, I mean the 2010s, you know. Next, we'll hear a track by American trumpet, flugelhorn, and flumpet player Art Farmer, who I used to see a lot actually back in the day when he lived in Vienna. That was like his second home. You'd always see him walking around and and also catch him performing. Great guy. He doesn't get a lot of love, but uh, really he should. So let's listen to the title track of his 1977 album, Crawl Space. Uh, which came out on the CTI label and has that unmistakable Creed Taylor sound. Listen. Thank you. 
Hi, this is Emma Jean Thackeray. You're listening to Head in the Clouds on Radio R. So, um, no, super, and, and thanks for taking the time. You know, I just, you know, having followed you for a while now, you know, and then seeing interviews of you and, and, and reading articles, it's like that you, you know, when you were starting out your, your career, you did a lot of it on your own, right? You had an open ear, right? And you were sort of exploring, right? Yeah, I've definitely felt on my own, I guess is yeah, a good way to put it. So as a kid, like no one was telling me who to listen to or um, I, everything I was finding and listening to was, was, it felt very organic, like the way I was sort of discovering stuff. Um, and then when I started making, like com- composing stuff and then getting into jazz and then producing, everything was just intuitive. Um, and then same now, I mean, obviously I'm running my own label and if, I'm not the only person running it, of course, like there's a fantastic team that helps me but it's sort of spearheaded by me and it's, you know, it's like, okay, this is what I want to do, this is my vision, this is my world that I'm trying to show people. So, yeah, I mean, I don't think I'm someone that ever could sort of follow a template. I think I've just, even if it was a fantastic template, I'd want to do the opposite on purpose. Brilliant. Do you, you know, when you were growing up, did you have any kind of influences or something that made you say that I want to make music? That's my life. I think the first one was Miles Davis. Um, I was doing a lot of brass band playing and there's this um, solo piece that I was doing and it was the beginning of downloading music online and I downloaded the wrong version and I downloaded this Miles Davis Gillivan's version and it was Sketches of Spain and it yeah, blew my mind and I was like, this is, what yeah. I, this is what I've wanted to hear and didn't know existed and didn't know was allowed to exist and that sort of yeah opened up my mind and then from there it was um like as I said before you know really organic so going to CD shops with pocket money and being like I recognize that name and then that takes you on this like long kind of spiral into the world of jazz and here I am I guess. Any uh, influence from uh, your household from your parents I heard you saying something very cool in an interview you said um, they what they like and they like what they knew something like this <laughs> yeah the music they listen to is very much pop okay it's very mainstream but good like not you know not sort of you know tinny horrible <laughs> pop music it's like old-fashioned pop so um, my mum particularly really likes 80s soul and all those sort of like really big melodies I think are just ingrained in me so no matter what I do or whether it's like something a bit crazy and free there's like a big strong melody to anchor yeah. it just because that's why grew up listening to. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And is that when you work now, is that is, is melody the starting point? Is rhythm the starting point? You know, sort of what is your what is your process? It really depends. Sometimes there'll be something in my head and it's just fully done in my head and I have to just sort of get it out really quickly. Um, so like our people, I was it was just in there. Like I could hear all the sort of gospel-esque chanting and hear the drums and all the keys and everything that was going on. And it was just a case of, can I write this down on a piece of paper fast enough? Um, but then there's other things where I might have a little fragment, like um, a bass line or a bit of a melody or something. And because of the, the training that I've done, like my masters is in composition, I feel like I've got a really good um, sort of techniques that I can use to, to sort of make stuff happen. So mm-hmm. I don't have to wait for inspiration. If I've got a deadline, I can just you know, be like, okay, I've got this little fragment that I wrote down yesterday, let's try and make something from that. Let's use the, yeah. the skills and the tool set that I've got to try and pick that apart and, and turn it into something bigger. Yeah. You have this EP called Ley Lines, and, and for me, just the title alone was immediately made me think that you were 
you know, maybe interested in kind of these hidden maps. I don't know, was it something like that or maybe it's not that at all? Yeah, kind of. I mean, I, so my, my one of my good friends, like we're really into, um, I guess what some people would be reductive and call conspiracy theories, but I'm definitely not a conspiracy theorist. I want to make that very clear. They're true, right? So, yeah. <laughs> um, but we love to research that, even the like you know crazy ones we find hilarious. But some of them have got some merit, and one of them is like these energy lines, and they are um, binding certain places together, certain places of historical um, importance, where then you can realize and step back and be like, okay, this is all in a line. Why is this, you know, what's this reason for? So we were talking about ley lines and how everything in the UK like lined up and we were drawing on a map and then it turned out that this one really important one not only went through my hometown but like the village in the hometown and then my parents' street and then right through my parents' house. And we would, it was just sort of one of those moments where we went, oh my God, and, you know, it, it's, you know, one of those 3 a.m kind of things that then just right. trips you out a little bit but so like tapping into into these energy meridians and, and things like that is exactly that's not okay it's but not my parents house maybe some magnetic energy or something like that maybe or maybe it's all bullshit who knows but it's, it's fun to, <laughs> to look at it so yeah. hi this is emma jean thackeray you're listening to head in the clouds on radio r
tell us something about your your philosophy of the body, of the mind, of the soul. Yeah, so it's it's something that I use to. It's like a message behind everything that I do. So move the body. Um, it's got to be groovy. It's got to be visceral and sort of even if it's not like a typical groove, it's something very visceral and and that will move you physically. Um, move the mind. So forward thinking harmony or melodies or whatever it is has to be. Um, cerebrally s stimulating and then move the soul so about nourishing subject matters or you know just some, I want to try and say something of, of merit and, and of, of of worth so it's about making sure that everything I'm doing is balanced in these three areas and mm -hmm. you know um, making sure it's always music with with purpose yeah I think that shows <laughs> um, you have a, now your own label right called movement mm -hmm. What made you launch a label? I think it was that feeling of being on my own and like being an outsider. Um, I mean, it's kind of the outsider dream to make your own club, your own little family. Mm. So, um, yeah, I mean, I just sort of felt like what I was doing could maybe seem desperate to people on the outside. Like it, maybe one day I want to just do some techno, and then the day after I'm going to go do some free jazz and. If I was to sign to a particular label, they might not let me work in that way. So I wanted to be able to have a home for everything where I could just let myself follow my intuition and just, just be honest and not try to fit into anyone else's box, really. Mm. Um, and then, you know, ho hopefully it's, you know, it's a label that will grow and sign other people. And, you know, but I'm not rushing at the minute. It's, it's got um, me and um, Talking Therapy, which is just still me. Um, just under a different name, with a slightly different sort of aesthetic to the project. Um, yeah, we'll see what happens in the future. Do you have a record collection? It looks like I think I've seen some records mm. behind your, uh, behind yourself in interviews. So maybe if you would pick up some records from there, you know, what is something that, mm. that I... you really like? And well, I, I so I was on holiday last week and I bought a few things. So one of them was um, the American Negro. Um, which is on Jazz is Dead and I just was okay. that album really spoke mm. to me I think it's absolutely fantastic but I hadn't I just hadn't come across it in the UK but you also I heard you playing a, a lot of remixes and, and house stuff and doing some uh, board wine show if you would pick up from there and uh, make it even more dancey uh, <laughs> our show <laughs> what would you pick up? I so I played a couple of my favorite remixes in, in um, a recent worldwide show. Yeah. Um, one of them was um, by Phil Asher. It's um, stuck by Pevan Everett. So Pevan Everett is um, one of the people that wrote Gabriel, that mm -hmm. sort of UKG classic. Yeah. Um, and I just yeah, Phil Asher, just whatever he touched was fantastic. Every remix, every every production. Um, so yeah, he's really missed in the UK scene for sure. I didn't know him personally, but my partner knew him really well. And, yeah, just good guy, full of good vibes, made good music. How how you know speaking also of identity, how how connected you feel to that whole you know UK jazz scene, that London scene that every week seems to you know produce two or three really great great albums uh, do you feel connected to that at all or, or somehow I, I guess so i mean i've kind of started life with an outsider mentality so i i don't know maybe i could be literally in the right in the middle of something and probably still feel on the outside um i mean yeah. uh, f for me a lot of the people 
I, I, I know and like we were at college together and like there's definitely um, a connection between everyone like lots of people playing different people's records and everyone knows each other it really is this sort of wholesome nice vibe where everyone's very supportive like that's not made up and it's not an invention from the media or anything like everyone is fantastically supportive um, but because I'm not from London originally I've always felt a little bit on the outside mm. and I didn't go through the sort of youth group systems that a lot of other people did as well so I've kind of always been a bit separate um, but I, I you know I like being a bit separate because it means I can join in and then I can take myself away and be aloof and do something different and mm. be like oh no I'm making drone music today I'm not involved with this so um yeah, I think I've got the best of both worlds. And it's one of those things I don't really appreciate until I leave the country. And then I sort of, you know, it's like zooming out and you realise, like, oh, yeah, we were all here at this time and sort of that seed was planted. Um, I think you can get very in your own head and not realise the context of what you're doing. But I also think that's a good thing. I like to just make music honestly and then it's up to journalists afterwards to think about what it was and you know contextualize it it's not up to me to do it at the time <laughs> focus on making the next amazing stuff there would be enough people to talk about <laughs> let's listen to some more music here is movement from the rain dance ep Bye. 
You're listening to Head in the Clouds with Giuseppe and Mike on Radio Ara. And we are here with Emma Jean Tacray, multi-instrumentalist, composer, producer. I think you, at least to me, uh, I got to know you through this yeah, UK jazz scene, Giles Peterson and all this uh, crew of people. So I, I, I would have categorized you in, in a certain genre. And then, and then when I heard you, and your music, I was like, okay, this is not really what what I was expecting under the label UK Jazz. Mm. Uh, so probably you cannot be labeled like that, but but it, it helped from a marketing perspective, I would say. Yeah, I mean, it's it's never a label I've given myself. I kind of don't even really call myself jazz in the, anymore. Um, but it's fine if people do. That's definitely. I mean, I spent six years at jazz school yeah. studying, and that's the the language and the roots of what I'm doing. But I think it's there's so much more to it now that to call it mainly jazz is. I don't know. I think it gives people false expectations. Maybe if they're coming to a show and they don't know the music. So yeah, call, you know, as Miles said after that I Love White performance, it's like you know, call it anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, listening to, to, to Yellow so many times and, you know, how hard was it for you to move from sort of more EP-based releases to a full double album, you know, I mean... I mean, it, it's, it felt very normal. Um, I think with the EPs, everything has... Well, it's easier to have a sort of more identifiable sort of um, characters in, in an EP because just because of the length, it's much easier to pace, it's much easier to just sort of tie everything together in a way that makes sense. With an album, um, you know, you have to be a little bit more purposeful about doing that just because of the length, but I think, you know, I'm using the same sort of palette of sounds and mix things in the same way. Um, they're not all recorded in the same way and at the same time or in the same place, but I think the way I've treated all the sounds and put them together is the same. Um, and there's little compositional things as well that pop up in different songs and I think, yeah, on a couple of listens people might start to pick those up and be like, oh, that riff is the same or similar to this one. It's, it's trying, like you said, trying to make a world. Um, yeah, it felt very normal. I mean, it was, with the, with the previous records, I was sort of showing people a little bit of what I'd done um, and I'd never shown everyone everything all at once and I wanted to stop compartmentalising and be like, you know, I, I want to produce and I want to edit everything at home and sort of change stuff and make it a different world. I want to play lots of instruments and I also, my masters in composition is like focusing on jazz orchestral composition. It's like I hadn't shown anyone that on a record. Um, so yeah, it was just a fantastic way to just be like, okay, I'm just going to be honest, I'm going to be completely myself, I'm not going to hold back and, you know, hide a certain bit of me anymore. So it actually felt really cathartic mm -hmm. to then just be like, this is all of me, here you go. All the details on, on, the, on the cover, there's a, you know, sort of yin-yang uh, symbol and there's, there's like, I feel that that's also a little bit, maybe messages to ears that know how to listen, right? You're maybe burying some things there so that people can, I don't know. Exactly, I mean, I love symbology and, you know, going back to sort of conspiracy theory stuff, like trying to find the secrets behind everything. And yeah, so because it's quite psychedelic, really, the, the, the music in some ways, I wanted to reflect that on the cover and for someone to, having never heard the music, look at it and be like, what the fuck is this? Um, <laughs> 
but then also then after hearing it looking at the cover again and saying oh yeah of course I completely understand so there's this artist in um, California called Megan Boyd who goes by Yin Shadows and um, I just came across her on the internet it was just like very accidental and um, just reached out and said I'm coming out do you want to do a cover and she puts lots of symbols in her work as well and it just felt perfect and we were talking about the symbols that I wanted that, to be there and um, the, the way I sort of do a lot of the art for the label is, is like I'm basically the art director and I'll have a it could be a complete designer it could be part of a design and then I just say this is what I want you to do but I want you to do it in your style I guess it's a little bit like when we play live as a band it's like here's my music and now then people can take license and you know when we do it live things change and people bring their own personalities to it it's also very colorful uh, and I have to say that the music itself is colorful to me it's quite fresh I would say oh thank you yeah I tried hard as well to sort of make it hard to be able to hear what decade it comes from as well um, same with the cover like I think if someone said it was from the 70s you'd be like yeah okay sure and I wanted that to be the case with the the you know the way I produced it and mixed it as well so I sort of scooped off the low and the top ends to make it feel like you're sat in like your grandma's living room listening to something on a big wooden speaker and you know you sat with a cup of tea or however you want to experience it um, but that you for you know 48 minutes or whatever it is you could not realize when you were mm. living um, yeah and the same with same with the stuff like it's I'm, I appreciate that you said it was happy yeah. that's there are definitely moments where I wanted it to feel like that kind of like cosmic 70s disco-y sort of verging on like um that sh- oh, I've forgotten what they're called that Chicago collective um, um this is mini repeater rotary connection rotary connection yes fantastic yeah I wanted it to have that sort of feel as well where you're just kind of like this is just like a some summer happy tune and yeah yeah back to uh, some uh, maybe from the text it's not so happy or maybe mm. the, 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 the con the, the, the theme is not an happy theme but the music is is I like to have balance um, so obviously yeah the words are the opposite of happy it's about like mental health struggles and yeah. it's um yeah it's quite depressing depending on how you think of it <laughs> yeah. so the fact that it's quite a bouncy song and now with the house remix like you've got that balance so I think it's easier to take difficult lyrics if there's a you know a, a melody to sing along to or you know a nice groove to keep you propelled and keep things moving so it doesn't feel so heavy and, and
Hi, this is Emma Jean Thackeray. You're listening to Head in the Clouds on Radio R. That spectre in your house, it's some, to me it seemed like it's somebody that has learned to live with that spectre in their house and they're coexisting somehow, you know, it's not, it's, it's kind of an acceptance. It's, it's, it's part of you and where you are, you know? Yeah, exactly. It's like, you know, whether it's my mental health struggles and feeling like I'm a paler version of myself and feeling like a sort of shell or a ghost or my partner and, you know, you, you have to learn to live with people who are struggling and how to negotiate that and, you know, if they're not feeling like their full whole self, can't expect them to and you know it's, it's 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 difficult sort of maintaining relationships in that way of trying to accept each other as ghosts sometimes so yeah it's yeah i'm glad that you felt the acceptance i'm definitely not trying to get rid of the ghost <laughs> you know coming out to play live and i know everybody's going to ask you about this but you know we've all been you know locked up and now now you you've you've come out you know and and with this music how how's it been for you to take this music out onto the onto the road and it's it's I feel like I've got um a new appreciation for it because I think before the pandemic happened I was feeling really not unhappy about touring but it just was just getting very difficult like tiring and and I wasn't necessarily very appreciative of, of everything that was happening but now you know we've got this whole new perspective and I feel like audiences are the same like everybody's just you know so much more appreciative because this wonderful thing in our lives was taken taken away for a while um, so now it's back it's like people are focusing on gratitude and more aware of all the good things yeah. well that's what we are supremely grateful for your time it's been really super talking to you oh we, likewise you know, we can't Thank wait you. to see the show it's it's gonna we've been like this for ages <laughs> It's very difficult to dance in there. Um, Would they get annoyed if people were no, standing not at up? All. Were they? Uh, yeah. In which case, help me start like that would be great. All right. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. Great. Of course.
That was Imagine Tech Ray with the title track of our album Yellow. And after we wrapped up the interview, she treated us to an amazing show that did indeed involve some dancing. Now coming after a track from Emma's band, actually, which performs as a three-piece under the name of St. Johnson. The name of the song is Summer Stimmung, Summertime Vibe, and that pretty much describes our feeling right now. Thank you. 
tune into Head in the Clouds with Giuseppe and Mike from Edition Deluxe right here on Luxembourg's Radio Ara. You just heard St. Johnson with the track Sommerstimmung, just a great soundtrack for this uh, early summer climate-induced, climate-change-induced heat wave we have in Luxembourg. After that, Yusuf Kamal with the track Lowrider off their album Black Focus, and before they parted ways to perform under their own names, Yusuf Days and Kamal Williams. And then, from Berlin, Delphonic and Capote with uh, La Botera Rejam, their relic of Gil Scott Heron's classic, The Bottle. This is off their Illegal Jazz series, which is really worth checking out. And now, as May is the month when the great Sun Ra entered and left the orbit of the Earth, something that invokes his cosmic vision. This is the track UFO by the Polish band EABS, EBS, off their album Discipline of Sun Ra on the Astigmatic label.
That was Midnight Ceremony by Boob Jazz off of a great compilation called Needs Not Once Retrospective by the Barthcombe Brothers. We've been playing some Lars Barthcombe stuff early on in our shows. This compilation is remastered by the one and only Francois Kevorkian and is produced by the Rush Hour label. Let's keep the temperature high now with something from Byron the Aquarius. This is the new beginning, followed by a couple of heat songs. So keep the volume high and dance. Thank you. 
Yeah. 
This is Head in the Clouds with Giuseppe and Mike on Radio Ara 105.2, 102.9 and 87.8. Just keep on dancing.
Come on. 
All right, that was Byron the Aquarius and Rashid Ali with the track New Beginning off the album Ambrosia. After that, Galactic with Life is a Mirror, issued on the label Space Grapes. And then Hercules and Love Affair with the track Blind, remixed by the angel Frankie Knuckles, always in our memory. And then Pevin Everett with the track Stuck, the Soul Heaven version by the one and only Phil Asher. You can listen back to our show via podcast on www.ara.lu. Playlist with all the tracks. Just look for the Head in the Clouds page. You can go to SoundCloud and look for Edison Deluxe with all the last shows. All of the tracks are available on Spotify. Just, again, look for Edison Deluxe. And if you want to hook up with us and chat about music and life, just follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Just look for Edition Deluxe, Editions Deluxe. The next show is June 21st, and we'll have another great show for you. Uh, this time direct from the Jazz at Liege Festival in Belgium, where we spoke to a very special guest who's going to drop a lot of knowledge on us and on you. What's up, y'all? This is DJ Amir, and you're listening to Head in the Clouds on Radio Aura. Keep your feet on the ground and your head in the clouds. <laughs>